G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. When you are constantly being filled with the Spirit of God, whatever your midnight may be, whether it is financial difficulties and whether it is physical pain, whether it is spiritual attack, whatever it may be, God will give you a song in the middle of the night. Thanks for joining pastor and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef, for leading the way. Well, if you're a believer, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. But what does that look like on a weekend in 2021? Today on Leading the Way, Dr. Yusuf continues his series, Know Your Best Friend, offering practical insights into the ways the Holy Spirit gives grace and power for daily life. Hey, did you know that Leading the Way has monthly special offers? Learn about this month's free offer at ltw.org. But wait until after the message. Here's Dr. Yusuf to begin a challenging message from the pages of God's Word. Our sense of smell has such power and influence on us every single day. In fact, I'm told that there are certain fragrances that can affect our moods, good or bad. There are certain fragrances that affect our thinking, good or bad. There are certain fragrances that affect our response to people, <laughs> and that too, good or bad. In fact, I heard the story, it's a true story that taken place in London, England, where people actually use the power of smell to do business. It's true, and I'm not talking about perfume. <laughs> um, Andy was a bell collector for a London magazine. Uh, he was considered to be a walking stink bomb. <laughs> but he was extremely successful in collecting delinquent accounts <laughs> from advertisers in the magazine. Andy dressed in a 22-year-old raincoat, uh, which had the most awful smell possible. And he would go to an office, particularly of those who owe money to their magazine, and this is where he goes, and he sits in that office. <laughs> I mean, he gets into the reception area or the waiting area, wherever there are people, he just goes there, and he would not budge until he gets the money. When I read that true story, I realized that this should be quite the opposite for the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who are spirit-filled Christians, they will receive the opposite response wherever they may go. Uh, people become attracted to a spirit-filled person. Uh, people are, want to be around a spirit-filled person. Uh, people want to ask the advice and the counsel of a spirit-filled person. Why? Because of the fragrance of the Holy Spirit that is filling them day by day, moment by moment. 
And when the Bible tells us about the sacred oil of God, it was not just olive oil. It was not just ordinary oil. The olive oil was part of the sacred oil of God, but was not all. Because in the Old Testament, that sacred oil of God was a representation of the Holy Spirit. Everything in the Old Testament is a shadow that's been fulfilled when Christ came. And so, God said to Moses, I want you to mix certain spices in order to be mixed with oil, and that will serve as symbol of the Holy Spirit. I want you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 30, verse 22 and following. God gave Moses these specific ingredients of these specific spices and the ingredients that goes into the holy oil or the sacred oil of God, the symbol of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to me. This is very important. I don't want you to miss it. Because this is not just a hodgepodge of concoctions that God kind of said, well, you know, you just throw these things together and you come up with holy oil. No, no, no. These four spices added to the olive oil are to be made into the sacred oil, which is the symbol of the Holy Spirit, and every one of those four spices represents an aspect of the Holy Spirit. That's why they're important. I don't want you to miss it. First, I want to give you a summary of these four spices and what they mean and why they are powerful, powerful symbols. First, you have the myrrh. You've heard about the myrrh. In fact, Myrrh is very, very bitter to taste. You can't even get it near your tongue. It is so bitter. And yet, it has a sweet aroma that is so unique that cannot be duplicated. It is the most desirable to smell, and yet you cannot taste it. It has a medicinal value, actually made it to be very rare, and it's very hard to get because doctors use it as antiseptic. They used it as a healing agent for all sorts of ailments. And I want you to hear me right because this is really, is going to bless you. Because God has a purpose for that myrrh going into that mixture. And God using the myrrh, he is saying to us, he was saying to his people back then, and he's saying to us today that my Holy Spirit can heal all of your wounds of your past sins that my Holy Spirit can raise you above your pain and above your failure and above your discouragement, that my Holy Spirit releases Christ's fragrance in your life, that my Holy Spirit can release Christ's grace in your life, that my Holy Spirit will equip you, will equip you to deal with any pain will come your way. It will equip you to overcome any problem that you may face. It will equip you to meet any challenges that come your way. It will equip you to rise above the flood of your circumstances. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't God wonderful? (laughs) Secondly, there's cinnamon. Cinnamon was even more rare than myrrh. Cinnamon is a delightful spice. It's great to taste, but it's even more beautiful to smell. Oh, but the oil of the cinnamon is extracted by fire, (laughs) much the same way as the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit burns all of the dross and the junk in your life and in mine. He is the one who comes in and brings out the smell and the beautiful fragrance of Christ in your life and in mine. The third element that God said should go into the sacred oil, which represents the Holy Spirit of God, is calamus. Calamus is a very sweet cane or reed-like if you've seen a sugar cane or a reed, a cane, bamboo, like bamboo type thing, oh, but did you know that that sweet smell that comes from that reed, the calamus, can only come after it's been bruised? Only when the reed is broken and bruised, the truly beautiful fragrance can be released and enjoyed. No wonder Isaiah 53 says that Jesus was bruised for our transgressions. Listen to me, beloved friend. Listen to me. And that is why, that is why pride and arrogance and independence and stubbornness and self-will and self-satisfaction and self-righteousness do not reflect the Spirit of Jesus. They do not reflect the Spirit-filled life. They do not reflect the beautiful aroma that attracts people to Christ. Fourthly, the fourth spice that goes into that sacred oil, the symbol of the Holy Spirit, is cassia. Now, doctors used cassia as a purging medicine. Uh, It's very similar smell to cinnamon, but more pungent in its smell. In fact, the Hebrew word for cassia, actually literally translated, it means cleansing. It means cleansing. And that is why the Holy Spirit purifies us. That's why the Holy Spirit cleanses us. That's why the Holy Spirit refines us. That's why the Holy Spirit sanctifies us and sets us aside and makes us Christ-like every day when we are filled of Him. And the Holy Spirit also gives us victory over all what hinders us from becoming like Christ. And finally, the olives are crushed and the oil is mixed with those four spices to become the sacred oil of God. Here's what God said to Moses. He said, use this oil to anoint that place of worship. (laughs) So when people come here, they will know my presence. They will sense my presence. They know that I'm here. The Bible said that God inhabits the praises of His people. And when you are praising God, the Holy Spirit is the one who's breaking you. The Holy Spirit is the one who's ministering to you. And that is why the place of worship was anointed by the symbol of the Holy Spirit. So when people come, they can have an encounter with the living God. And then He said to him, you need to anoint all of the priests. And later on, they used it to anoint king as well. But what it means to anoint the priest? God is saying, set them aside for a specific person, for serving the temple. Set them aside for my plan. Set them aside for my glory. Set them aside so that they will glorify and accomplish my glorious purpose in their life and in the life of my congregation. And that is why, beloved friend, listen to me, in the New Testament we do not have priests because the Bible said if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, whether you're a boy or girl, man or woman, you are a priest. 
We no longer need somebody to intercede between us and God and offer sacrifice because Jesus, the great high priest, paid all the price on Calvary. And that is why he calls us, we are a royal priesthood. And we are the ones who are now anointed by that oil. We are the ones who are to spread that fragrance and aroma that people will see us and they know Christ. Not only that, but that oil was also used for the anointing of the leper after he was healed. Did you get that? They did not anoint the leper with oil while he still has his leprosy. No, it's after he's healed. The normal procedure is after the healing takes place, the leper would go to the priest, and the priest would declare him healed, and then gets anointed by the sacred oil. And then he is anointed by that symbol of the Holy Spirit. And in the same way in the New Testament, after you repent and turn to the Lord, after you confess your sin and receive the gift of eternal life, after you're adopted by God Himself to be His son or daughter, after that, the Holy Spirit anoints you. The Holy Spirit comes in and indwells you. The believer, after they come to Christ, they become indwelt of the Holy Spirit, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and they're supposed to be continuously filled of the Holy Spirit. You have been set aside by God. He knew you by name before you were ever born. He set you aside. And he said, you are to be distinguished from the rest of the population of the world because you are mine. You are royal priesthood. Not only that, but the oil was also used to light the lamp in the temple, which is a symbolic of the shedding of the light of the Holy Spirit into the Word of God. I've met people who before they gave their life to Christ said, you know, I read the Bible. I don't understand it. I can't make head or tails of it. And then after they come to Christ and the Holy Spirit indwells them, they devour the Scripture. They're reading it with great joy and with great excitement. What's the difference? The Holy Spirit came and dwelt in them, and He's opening their eyes to understand the Scripture. But also, that oil of the Holy Spirit prepares our hearts, prepares our minds. He prepares us for the coming of Christ. If you're a person who's afraid of the coming of Christ, you don't know the Lord, and I hope that you will today. What a great day would that be. But if the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, you are excited at the thought of Christ coming. Whether you're going to see Him first or He comes to see you, (laughs) whichever way is fine by me. Come, Lord Jesus. Because that oil prepares our heart, and we're ready. If he comes today, I'm ready. If he comes this afternoon, I'm ready. If he comes tomorrow, I'm ready. If he comes whenever, 10 years from now, I'm ready. It doesn't matter. Why? Because I have the oil of the Holy Spirit in my heart. Because you have the oil of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Ephesians chapter 5. Right after the command, verse 18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a command. It's in the imperative mood. We saw that in the last message. Right after that, right after that command, be filled of the Holy Spirit, Paul immediately goes on to give us proof of the filling of the Holy Spirit. In fact, there are two proofs in those few verses. There is the inward proof, that is to prove to yourself that you are filled of the Holy Spirit, continuously being filled of the Holy Spirit. There is the outward proof, as we're going to see in verse, verse 21. 
there is that inward proof. How do I know that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, right after he says, be filled, he immediately goes on to talk about the proof. Verse 19 and 20. The inward manifestation of how do I know that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. The outward manifestation, how do others know that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? First, the inward manifestation. How do I know? Paul answers the question immediately in verse 19. Did you know there is no comma? I don't know what your Bible says between verses 18 and 19. If there's a period, there's not even a comma in the original language. In the sense, Paul literally didn't take his breath when he says, be ye filled of the Holy Spirit, and immediately goes on to say, speak with one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? No wonder the apostle Paul, when he and Silas, they were beaten, they were bleeding, and they were put in the inner prison, and there were they crying to God and saying, Oh, God, what are you doing? Look what we've done for you. We preach the gospel faithfully, and we end up in prison. What's wrong with you, God? Why can't you answer our prayers, God? What's happened to us because of our faithfulness to God? Did they say that? No. Do you know what they were doing? They were singing. In the middle of the night, they were singing praises to the Lord. Beloved, listen to me. When you are constantly being filled with the Spirit of God... Whatever your midnight may be, whether it is financial difficulties and whether it is physical pain, whether it is spiritual attack, whether it is prayers have not been answered yet, whether it is that you have been hurt deeply by somebody, whether your midnight be, whatever it may be, God will give you a song in the middle of the night. I'm also glad another thing. Paul said, make melody. (laughs) You notice that? He didn't say harmonize. (laughs) He didn't say sing on note. (laughs) He said, make melody. Then verse 20 says, and giving thanks always, all the time. How often? How often? Oh, somebody says, Michael, you don't understand. You just stand in there and preach these wonderful sermons, but you don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstances. You don't know my wife. You don't know my husband. You don't know my job. You don't know my boss. No, I don't. I'm no stranger to challenges in life, but be that as it may, the Scripture is very clear that giving thanks always is an indication that you are being filled of the Holy Spirit continuously. It's an indication that the Holy Spirit is leading you. It's an indication that the Holy Spirit is guiding you. It is an indication that you are continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit because when you are continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to recognize that God is in control of all your circumstances, that God is working His purpose out in all of your circumstances, that God is trying to minister to you in the midst of your tough circumstances, that God has has the power and the will to bring good out of your circumstances. Well, that's inward manifestation of the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's why he goes immediately, the next verse 21, and he talks about the outward manifestation of being continuously filled with the Spirit. Verse 21, 
submitting to one another out of reverence to the Lord. Ah, the aroma of the Holy Spirit. The aroma of the Holy Spirit in your life and in mine can only be evidenced in relationships. Jesus, God of very God who became man of very man, the greatest man who ever walked the earth, takes a basin and he puts water in it and he washes his disciples' filthy feet. Beloved, listen to me. It's the Spirit-filled people who build each other up. In a world when sometimes you see husbands and wives tearing each other down, in a world where some want to push themselves to the front line, in a world where some are so full of their own importance that they never listen to others, Oh, the Spirit-filled person has this attractive aroma, the beautiful smell of the Holy Spirit, not just in what they say, but how they listen, how they listen. That's the attractiveness of a Holy Spirit. Why does the Spirit-filled person must be able to submit to one another? He said, out of reverence, Some of the translations said fear, but that's what it means, reverence, not terror, but out of reverence for God. Because you are created in the image of God. You are my brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to be reigning and ruling together. We have heavenly blood, a special type of blood that's flowing through our bodies, and we're going to be together for eternity. And that's why he said this submission manifests itself between child-parent relationship, between husband-wife relationship, and between employer-employee relationship, and between members of the one church. I know you heard people like I have who say, oh, I'm not getting much out of the church these days. Beloved, listen to me. Listen to me. That is not the Spirit-filled life. That is not the Spirit-filled life. Because you are coming here first and foremost to give God, to give Him praise, to give Him worship, to give Him adoration. And the Bible said He indwells the praises of His people. And therefore He turns the table around and His very presence blesses you, encourages you, and you go out of here ready to serve Him in your mission fields. And so the question should be, ah, How can I serve? How can I give of myself? How can I glorify the name of Jesus? How can I lift up the name of Jesus? How can I bless others? How can I love others? How can I encourage others? How can I spread the aroma of the Holy Spirit everywhere I go? Dr. Michael Youssef, continuing his series, Know Your Best Friend, with some great insights into the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, and if you ever miss a message or want to dig deeper into the content from previous messages, check out Leading the Way's audio and video archives at ltw.org. And as you've heard mentioned, Leading the Way is not just a local Christian radio program or podcast. We're a growing global ministry with presence on six continents in 27 of the world's most spoken languages. In the early days, Dr. Yusuf was very cautious about entering into media ministry. But now, more than ever, he's committed to using the growing media technologies to reach many more for Jesus. I mean, we've all seen how the world has leaned into online media during COVID, and so many people experienced Christ in new ways. 
One technology tool that's been strategic in both evangelism and discipleship is the Leading the Way Navigator, a solar-powered MP3 player used by our international field teams and partner organisations. Navigators are preloaded with audio messages from Dr. Yusuf in one of 27 languages. The first messages introduce people to the person of Jesus, followed by more messages that teach people what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Plus, there's also an audio Bible in their own language. And when you stand with Leading the Way in prayer, you not only reach this community, but also spread the message of Jesus around the world through radio, television, and technologies like the Navigators. Learn more when you call 1-300-133-589. There'll be a representative there who will be glad to tell you more. 1-300-133-589. Or online at ltw.org. That's ltw.org. Remember, if you're unable to attend your local church right now, join Dr. Yusuf for Leading the Way Live from Apostles, most Sundays beginning at approximately 10.30am Eastern Time. Visit ltw.org for a link to the live page. Mac Powell of the award-winning group Third Day is the artist-in-residence and often facilitates the great worship time. Join in ltw.org. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.